One, two, three. Hi. Good. Hi. Good morning. Good Merry morning. Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> I think this is my favorite holiday of the year. Like my absolute favorite. I don't know. If it's you, is it your favorite holiday? It's a great holiday. I don't know if I have a favorite holiday. Yeah, I know. I think I think I think Christmas does it for me. By the way, you might be hearing some sounds, explosives and also because you know it's the season Banga so there's some bangers knockouts and the likes so yeah there's that so how was your 24th ah, christmas eve it was good we had the get together yeah we had a party for our say it's party it was, so a, party get together. it was a party to mind a christmas party for our mentees it was really cool had fun if it didn't do much my battery reduced <laughs> it was cool we did karaoke we ate cake small chops wine tons of stuff and we did the motherly thing and you know give some advice <laughs> going into the new year anyway so shout out to Bionard Dom shout out to Village Square Thank you for making Christmas Eve really special. Merry Christmas to you guys, especially. Anyway, so if you, what are we going to be talking about today? Okay, we're going to be looking at. Okay, of course, this is a Christmas special. Um, we hope to make it a short recording because we are recording once again in the middle of the night. Yeah. And there's tons of work. This episode is supposed to go out today, but because Nepa has been so unkind to us, we're unable to record during the week. Okay, so um, today's episode is going to be for Christmas misconceptions. Yep. You guys probably already know all four, but just humorous. I'm going to be looking at four things that we might have um, overlooked wrong. When I say believed, really seems like just such a strong word. But four things we might have believed wrong about the Christmas story. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, before we get to that, sorry, we didn't have an episode last week. We went on a missions trip. It was actually really, um, it was an amazing time with God's people. We went to the land of Maya in a corridor. We spent um, just three or four days. We went on Thursday and we go back on Sunday. It was a very short trip and it was good. We got to do some one-on-one evangelism. Please, if you ever, 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 ever get the opportunity to do missions, I would advise that you take it on. It's actually really it's an experience you would want to have at least once in your life. As a believer. Okay, so that's it. Let's get into the four common misconceptions people have about Christmas. Are you ready? So let it rip if it's here. Okay, uh, misconception number one is something everybody knows at this point. There were three wise men. I don't even know. Oh, gold mirror, Frank mm-hmm. Frankincense. Uh-huh. I'm sure at this point, all of us have read our Bibles and figured out 
I think it's probably like a trivia now. How many wise men were there? You understand? So we all know that there weren't. There might have been three wise men. But but, but the Bible does not. I'm, state. I'm 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 inclined to think that there were way more than that because if you read the account, I think in in Matthew, yeah, the Magi only appear in Matthew. If you read the account in Matthew, Bible tells us that when they came, there was a lot of noise. Like it, like it was, like it caused it caused a stir. Okay. So I'm inclined to think. Of course, nobody has um, nobody has um, one hundred percent information okay. born there, but I'm inclined to think that it probably, um, it probably be, it probably were like there were there were many, there were probably quite many them to cause a stir because if it's just three men coming on camels you i don't think you would have caused that much of a stir as if it was like a real um envoy you know or wise human beings coming to look for jesus so true true that makes sense um yeah yeah so quick um quick um detour not a detour per se so the wise men i actually did a study on the wise men a few weeks ago when i was reading through the book of matthew and you know the magi actually go as far back as daniel's time okay so of course everything i'm saying is um based on the study the limited study i've done and i'm not saying like i have like 100 knowledge about these things so right these magi they go back to the time of daniel if you remember daniel got promoted after um after his after he interpreted that dream um Nebuchadnezzar's dream he got promoted to become the chief of the magi that's the wise men the astrologers at the time so scholars say that it is possible because if you think about it these wise men from the east were probably from um um, from media and Persia, people conjecture that that's probably where they were from. So you'd wonder how they would know about the Jewish prophecy, right? You wonder how they would know to look for a star and all of that. So um, it's it's possible. What scholars are saying is it's possible that when Daniel was the chief magi, he taught he the magicians under him, the astrologers under him. He taught them about this prophecy. He taught them about this um, king who was going to come. You know, he had that dream, you know, about the statue yeah. here. So it's possible. I can't really remember everything I studied now, but it's possible that he taught them. And then this was passed down from generation to generation to generation of Maga. I think they're like 300 years separating Daniel from Jesus. So I think it was passed down like that. So these people were watching, looking for the fulfillment of this, this thing. And then it's it's kind of funny when you place these two side by side because Herod, who was not, he was not, he was half Israel, um, he was half Israelite. He was an Edomian. So he was um, partly, um, um, he was from Esau's lineage. So he was like a brother, he was, like where he's from, they're like brothers to the Israelites. Now, if you read the Bible, it tells us that Herod did not even know because he asked, he was like he, he he asked the question where Christ was to be born. So he didn't even know that Christ had been born, and Christ was born like right under his nose because 
he wasn't looking forward to it. Even the people around him could not tell him that, ah, forgot who they, you know, they, you know, because they were looking forward to it. But these guys who were not Israelites, to whom they weren't the ones who received the promise, right? They were more intentional in looking for, you know, looking forward to the fulfillment of these things. So how seriously do we take God's promises to us? Well, as God told us, the second coming of Jesus Christ, how seriously do we look forward to it? Other things that God has told us personally, other instructions that God has given us, the promises that God has given us, how intentional are we about, you know, looking forward to these things, looking for the signs that have been given. You know, just something that got me thinking when I was studying about it, I thought I'd share. So, yeah. Okay. So, can we go to the second? All right. The second misconception. Um, the wise men met a baby. Yeah. All our nativity plays, every time we have to recount the Christmas story, we always say that the wise men came to meet Mary and um, Joseph and, of course, the baby Jesus. Right. They always place that event like maybe two or three days after. Exactly. After right. the whole thing. But the Bible does not actually tell us that these guys saw a baby. Now, we're not saying saw a baby as in Jesus was not there. No. What we're saying is... Jesus probably was not a newborn yeah, babe not a, not a, when the wise men came. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, if you read your Bible, okay, first of all, um, speaking of Herod, who was the king, remember when he told the wise men, his, uh, his wise men that he wanted to go and worship Jesus or the baby that was born or whatever? Um, and then you remember when he wanted to kill all the, all the people because the wise men did not come back and all. Yeah. He said he was going to kill people and um, babies from two years and under. Why would he say from two years and under if he was very sure that the baby Jesus was just born? He wanted to eliminate all the possibilities. So he said two years and under because there was a possibility that Jesus had been born two years before the wise men came around. Yeah, because if you, if you read, um, if you read uh, Matthew, um, sorry. Okay, so you read from Matthew 2, verse 16, it says, Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem, and in all its districts, from two years old and under. Now, this is the this is the um, Sinkai says according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. So there was a conversation with the wise men before he made that edict, and mm-hmm. he drew he did some calculation calculations from what you know he was told. And if his calculations led him to believe that um, two years probably had passed, because if this thing happened like just a few days after Jesus' birth, it makes, makes no sense for him to say, oh, I didn't like, there will be no need for calculations, right? Okay. So it's very likely that the wise men actually saw Jesus when he was like a toddler, maybe like between one and two years old. So mm-hmm. it wasn't 
a few days after Jesus was born. Very, very yeah. much. And if you notice the difference in the account of the, the wise men visiting Jesus and the shepherds, the shepherds were told to look for a baby. But the wise men were not looking for a baby. They were following a star. So there is there is no mention of, you know, they presented these gifts to baby Jesus. So if you put all this together, Jesus was probably a couple of years, two, one, two years older by the time the wise men came around. So that's misconception number two. Misconception number three, if the wise men did not meet Jesus as a baby, it means that there was no star on the day that Jesus was born. Yeah. Him, the first novel definitely doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all our stars on the Christmas tree. <sighs> we might have to change it to, I don't know, maybe a baby or something. Yeah. <laughs> because remember, it still goes back to our comparison between um, the the shepherds and the wise men, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So once again, the shepherds were told to look for a baby. <coughs> the shepherds were told to look for a baby, so they looked for, they went, the sign for them was a baby, not a star. This is the star, this is the star that I will lead you to know. He said, the heavenly baby, you know the Christmas hymn, the heavenly baby you there shall find. So you man you display all mainly wrapped in swaddling bands and in the minjali. So they knew to go and search for a baby swaddled in a manger, not to follow a star. The wise men, on the other hand, who were astrologers, followed a star. And if they were not there at Jesus' birth, or a couple of days after Jesus was born, it means that that star, it's not part of the nativity story. No, it is not. And that star has become like uh, a coe <laughs> bridge <symbol> of <laughs> in Hollywood movies. You know, everybody just <laughs> throws it into the nativity play Uncle without SpongeBob. And you know, without SpongeBob has a Christmas story. They have a number of Christmas episodes. And of course, Patrick Star is the star. Ah, Christmas I see. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched the SpongeBob Christmas episode anyway. So now you know the star did not appear when Jesus was born. There was no star whatsoever. So I said, um, so I already associate that star with the birth of Jesus. Like the birth of Jesus is what produced the star. Exactly. I think that's like a bonus misconception. The birth of Jesus did not produce a star. And now that I think about it, now that I think about it, you know how okay, there was no star. First of all, two, Herod did not even know. Mm -hmm. I think the birth of Jesus was very understated. In fact, the angelic appearance, because I think in my own mind, I don't know about others, but in my own mind, when I think of oh, you know, there was an like angels appeared. Mm -hmm. I just smile for you like, oh my God, the whole world must have stopped when mm -hmm. Jesus was born. But what most likely happened was just like, 
this was born in one back of one place like on back mm-hmm. water place and nobody even knew everybody just went to go and get their census done and nobody even knew or cared that anything happened it was just even this shepherd wouldn't have known it had to take a mm-hmm. spiritual intervention mm-hmm. like god had to, right God had to like perform an apocalypse where he opened the eyes of ordinary humans to see what was happening. And that that's another lesson. And he chose shepherds. And he chose shepherds. Chose like the lowest of the low. And, you know, I think that's another lesson lesson for me because sometimes... Sorry, before you go to the lesson, even, even the star, right? Um, I think sometimes we think of the star as something huge. Mm. Something that was... Visible out to of the ordinary you understand but we have to remember that it these guys were astrologers trained so eyes. that was what they did mm-hmm. that was what they did and that astrology is not um is not and that's something else astrology is not um is not godly mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. it's not a christian activities like all these um cancer pisces people mm-hmm. but god used these people to reach them where they were. Exactly. He used what they knew to help them. Um, it's just like uh, the Bible verse that says, God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So I think that's a very significant Christmas lesson. I think for me, so back to what I was mm-hmm. saying, you know, this wonderful, this, this life, this life transforming event that would, change the course of history forever was happening and no one knew like it just it happened like no one knew everything was just normal and then it's a lesson for me fame mm-hmm. you know bright lights and all that stuff they are not an indicator you know we've we've we've, we've, we've learned that oh and God is in need, it will mm. be loud, it will be uh, not necessarily. It took God to open people's eyes to show them that see there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. Love of my past there. Love of my room said hi to Mary. They didn't even know that was the savior of the world lying down there. But I think that's people we should we should stop using the big we should stop using the spectacular as a stamp of confirmation that something is supernatural. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, the supernatural things that happen every day that God does not open your eyes mm-hmm. to see. You won't even realize that this is something supernatural going on. So I think it's a form of encouragement. If you're a mentor, for instance, and you have your kids and it doesn't look like anything is going on, you might have to ask God to open your eyes and show you something that you're not seeing. It might be in your own self, in your own ministry, it might be, you know, different things really. Don't use a spectacular and don't get carried away by what looks like evidence, right? Mm-hmm. Many times, if God opens your eyes to see, realize that there might be nothing there after all. And in those places, you think that there is nothing, there might be something really life transforming that would take like 30, 33 years to, mm-hmm. to fully unwrap and then 2,000 years. Try to understand. Okay, so we are down to our last 
to the last misconception. This is something that is wildly talked about. Jesus Christ. And it's it's something that we all have an idea about. Jesus was born on the 25th of December. I think it's still just by now. Everybody knows that I wasn't born. (laughs) And the thing is, I'm sure that as as I mentioned this, or as we mentioned this, some people will think that we are about to enter an argument. Mm -hmm. So let's start there. Of course, Jesus was not born in the 26th of December. Everybody knows. Um, The little research we did is like... um, Historians are putting the birth around anywhere from between March, which is my birth month, and me. So all the December people, you probably don't have Jesus's birthday in your. When do we celebrate Christmas? December period. Birth month. Thank it's you. Anywhere between March, the birth month in me. When do we celebrate Christmas? December period. We have, we have said that Jesus was not born on the twenty fifth of December. So now the question is, why then did the older? Because first of all, <laughs> I know one of the arguments is that Christmas was not celebrated in the Bible, so it came. <laughs> Which I don't even understand what bearing it has on anything, because there are so many things we do right now that are not in the Bible. So please, what's your point? <laughs> so anyway, so the celebration came later, like. Uh, Later Christians, you know, that decided, okay, we need a date. <sighs> Our Lord Jesus Christ came in the form of human flesh to die for us. We need a date to celebrate that day. He came. As simple as that. But why did they choose 25th? Some people, the popular argument, especially among atheists, is that um, Christians quoted a pagan holiday. And that's something I also used to believe, even though I didn't have a problem with it. But I was like, okay, Christian school that you began on the but researching for this video, I came ac- across an article for this podcast. You are so soaked in YouTube. You said video. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I first of all I watch a lot of YouTube. First of all, I watch a lot of YouTube and I write for YouTube too. So I think that's why I mentioned video. Anyway, researching for this podcast, I came across an article written by the Gospel Coalition. And um, the, okay, the basic idea is, um, okay, of course, that Chris, Christmas is not a former pagan holiday. Actually, that actually has something to do with when Jesus resurrected. Here's the thing: some historians believe, or a lot of historians believe, that um, first of all, that Jesus resurrected sometime in March, probably March twenty fifth. But then. Some historians believe, at least the ones that, uh, some historians believe that Mary conceived on 25th of March. They probably just came to that conclusion because of the resurrection. Anyway, because they believe that Jesus and Mary conceived on the 25th of March, um, normal mathematics, nine months later, will give us December the 25th. But there's no evidence to prove that Mary conceived 
on the 25th of March. What we do know is that Jesus resurrected sometime in March, which is why um, the resurrection, resurrection day of Easter, celebrated sometime between March and May and April. So we do know that Jesus resurrected sometime in March, but there is no evidence to show that Jesus uh, Mary conceived in March. The evidence, at least from what is going around, is as I mentioned before that Jesus was born sometime between March and May. But all of that is academics. You can go and do your own research. The main bone of contention now is why does it matter when Jesus was born? I I don't get it. I don't I don't get the argument. I don't get why everybody wants to rip the other person's head off. Like what does it matter if he was born in October? Like I don't really I I got into this argument with because I wasn't I wasn't feeling well this week and I had to go and take my injections. So I got into the arguments with my doctor and he's an MFM man. You don't celebrate Christmas at all. You know, the usual oh, it's a pagan holiday. We're celebrating the God of the Sun and all of that. And then we are not celebrating. we know who we are celebrating. It's not the god of the sun. And I have to like, I'm like, the days of the week that you are using yeah. to reference your daily system, named after pagan goddesses mm-hmm. and gods and goddesses. So what's your point? I need to invent a new, is that, I he said, okay, like it wasn't celebrated in the Bible. You're adding to the scripture. Guy, chill. There are so many things we do right now. Uh, not in the Bible, mm-hmm. but they have their principles in the mm-hmm. Bible. Expressions will change because the world is evolving. We can't keep doing things the way they were done, you know, in those days. But I don't know. See, first of all, God is not averse to celebrations. I think I think that's something as <laughs> we should. God, God is not a moody. God, I think there's a there's a there's a kids song that we used to sing and we don't have a sad god we have a happy god we have a happy god who wants us to be happy we don't have a sad god we have a happy god we have a happy god who wants us to be happy so god is not averse to celebration he's not a sad or moody god he instructed the israelis to celebrate Different, he, he gave them different celebrations. There were seven feasts they had to keep every year. Mm-hmm. They, that he rescued them from Passover. Celebrate. That is the. Festival of Boots, Festival of uh, Tabernacles, um, Pentecost. Everything like, is a celebration. There is nothing wrong with celebrating, first of all. And what better thing to celebrate than the fact that a God that didn't need to die for you decided to? What better thing to celebrate than hope? That's what Christmas represents, hope. Why shouldn't we be celebrating this? What else will we be celebrating if we're not celebrating the fact that Jesus was born? I don't get it. And then, you know, I told him, but you know, Easter wasn't celebrated in the Bible either. 
And one of them that is I was celebrated, I said, when? It wasn't ever celebrated. There's no record anywhere of Easter being celebrated in the Bible. You can't even count um, the upper room experience because they were celebrating Pentecost. And after that day, even this Pentecost that we celebrate, it's not like it's the new Pentecost we celebrate mm-hmm. as is the coming of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We don't see mm. that the event was celebrated, celebrated yeah. in the Bible, right? Exactly. We, ce- we celebrate the, the coming of the Holy Spirit, but we don't want to celebrate the coming mm. of Jesus. It doesn't make any sense. He said there that there was that there was only one okay. His other argument was that there was only one feast that Jesus told us to keep in remembrance of him, and that's the communion. And I think um, baptism. See, I think at the end of the day, whether you choose to celebrate these things or not, they are your prerogative prerogative. The ones that were given to us as ordinances, I believe, are unarguable. Um, communion, baptism. I don't. I think that's that's a different podcast. But I don't see why churches should not do those things. But the other things, celebrating Christmas, Easter, it's completely up to you. Where I have a problem is with people wanting to force other people to not celebrate. What we should be arguing. It's the fact that the world has co-opted these holidays. Exactly. We're not saying happy holidays. Seasons greetings. Seasons, seasons greetings. All that stuff. That should be our argument. We're supposed to be united, you know, have a united front against that. Exactly. We're fighting in-house. Oh, Paul said some people esteem one day over the other. Mm -hmm. So what? The important thing is, do you believe in Jesus, in his birth? in his death, in his resurrection, and that he's coming in to judge the world. Do you believe exactly. all that? As you're saved, it doesn't all these other things. Though it's Christmas, 25th or not, was it the blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. What we should be fighting, like, like you said, how they are removing Jesus and putting Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. You know, how kids grow up. I don't know. Okay, so there's this, I don't, understand for instance why a church will have a Christmas party and have Father Christmas. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe. what are you teaching your kids? Maybe um and in my mind I'm sorry. In my mind these two things cannot exist. Coexist. Together. There, is, there can only be one reason for the season. Mm-hmm. There can only be one face of Christmas. And, yeah exactly one face. It's the same thing with Easter. That's why some Christians have taken to con- calling Easter Resurrection Day to put it out there, to put it in people's faces that this is the point of Easter. This is the point of Christmas. And, you know, we call it, we we insist on saying Merry Christmas. We insist on saying, on saying the word Christmas. We can't um, allow our celebration to be, you know, and the, the thing is, the idea of happy holidays is in the spirit of um, Inclusion, inclusion. Uh-huh. inclusion so that nobody is left, left out. out but excuse me you are not in you're not causing inclusion with muslim holidays you're leaving me out actually nobody wants to be included in that there is eid there are different eids nobody no. wants to be included in those but everybody wants to be included in christmas, christmas. like in like 
you can't say Merry Christmas in 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 in, in without like, without coming off as um and it's not just they're coming after every single because it's the same thing mm-hmm. with Easter. They don't want you to associate it with one with, with the resurrection of Christ. Easter. You can say happy Easter because I don't know the word does Easter mean. Easter bunny. You understand? Rabbits and everyone to be included in Christian holidays. And it's like <laughs> like you are you, you want to be tolerant to everybody. Fine. And what about me? Exactly. What about me? You're leaving me out because I don't, what do you mean my happy holidays? I don't know what that means. You know, I was, I was, I, I follow a couple of um, teacher, teacher accounts on Instagram and we are talking about, you know, um, you know, spreading out, I don't, the idea of the Christmas, you know, during Christmas period, you shouldn't, you shouldn't um, put up why you are putting your Christmas tree, you should also put up this other people. But nobody's talking about talking about Jesus. You understand? Mm. You can't talk about Jesus. You can put up Christmas trees, you can put up Santa Claus mm. Claus, and then put up other religions. But you, you can't but you can't you, put up Jesus. Can you imagine? Which is the point. This is makes, of it, Christmas. It makes no sense. You can include everybody aside from Christians. That's the trend now. I think Christians should be united on that exactly. instead of fighting their brothers and sisters exactly. about what is, you know, what date Jesus was born and what date he wasn't so really doesn't argument. matter. Anyway, I think that's that for today's episode. Yeah. We need to go and I need to go and complete my work. I need to go and complete my work also. Then go to bed and you know wake up early and start cooking and all. At least tomorrow no work. Yeah, we got. We told our client, okay, because you know that you know, twenty fifth and twenty sixth are off, and I was like, oh, I didn't think of that. I'm like, what do you mean? I didn't think of that. <laughs> All right, let's not. <laughs> you I don't know. like those jokes. Anyway, so Merry Christmas. Thank you Merry for Christmas. Uh, checking out chat for checking out our podcast. My brain is already jamming actually. Why is your chicken and rice? Please take the time to reflect on the reason mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the season. Because if you are just eating your chicken and rice, you're, you're not no different, different from mm-hmm. the um, the atheists and just please pray yeah. for the persecuted Christians around the world. Many of them can't celebrate christmas just take a minute or two out of your very busy day to you know celebrate um sorry to pray for the persecuted pray for missionaries on the front lines you know we, we pray for our doctors on the front lines of um, covid please pray for our missionaries they're also on the front lines so yeah yeah i think the next time we're going to see you will be in new year yeah will it yes saturday we have a new year. Are you serious? Wow. Wow. If you're single, get married. 2022 is a year of double. (laughs) Get married. (laughs) Please, we're teenagers listening to this. Don't get married. No, no, teenagers don't get married, though. Don't you dare try it. (laughs) All right, now it's a wrap from me. All right. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.